You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? I'm Faraz Siddiqui from Upper Hand Fantasy. Being at the Senior Bowl this year through the Upper Hand brand was pretty awesome. <laughs> Some sort of legitimacy added to the Upper Hand brand, which is kind of cool. When Trey McBride scored the touchdown, came up to me right into my camera. That was awesome, and you'll see that in a little bit. Uh, but it, it, it was a pretty awesome experience. So here are the skill position players that stood out to me uh, throughout the week of practice and then obviously accounting for the game itself. Number one, Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. He was the best skill position to me at the Senior Bowl throughout the week. He didn't play in the game, obviously, but route running, he wasn't the fastest wide receiver at the Senior Bowl but he showed some serious route running skills. Whether it was the one-on-ones with the DBs, that goal line practice, uh, well, it was really a red zone practice uh, on day three indoors, he killed it. The quarterbacks couldn't stop throwing him the ball. He was getting more open than any other wide receiver there. And he was getting open with ease, to be honest. Now, moving to the numbers and moving to the tape in terms of you know his actual college production, uh, he looked really good. Now, he has tape that showed that he's capable on both the outside and in the slot. His sophomore and his senior year, he was running primarily out of the slot, and he put up some really good numbers his senior year especially. Uh, but he actually played on the outside primarily during his junior year, and that was in 2020, uh, COVID year. They were limited to only seven games, but he was on pace for a monster year. It would have been his best year in his college career. That was when he was lining up on the outside. So the fact that he does have some tape on that is awesome. And I was able to sit down with Khalil Shakir uh, and talk about that. And he is satisfied with what he has shown on the outside and what's on tape. You know, during the interview, he did mention that he is running more outside here. The coaches are making sure that he does run outside during the senior bowl practices and run those perimeter type of routes. So not only is Shakir versatile in terms of playing on the outside versus playing in the slot, he's also versatile in terms of taking handoffs out of the backfield, whether that's sweeps, whether that's, you know, up the middle, right? Um, so he's somebody that, you know, could potentially, you know, have a handful of carries in the NFL as well. And I did talk to him about that. He said that, you know, he's willing to do whatever. Now, as far as his college production, uh, he had a 40.8% dominator rating. Basically what this dominator rating means uh, is the percentage of uh, the total team's output, how much of that total production um, was accounted by by that player. So in Khalil Shakir's case, he basically accounted for 40.8% of the total production while he was there at Boise State, which is pretty significant. He had a breakout age of 19 years old, uh, which is good, by the way. And what, what does that mean? What does a breakout age mean? How do you know when a wide receiver has broken out? We'll basically look at that breakout age as when did they eclipse that 20% dominator rating? When were they responsible for 20% of their team's output? That's in terms of you know yardage and touchdowns, right? 
Now, it is worth noting that he only, you know, went up against press coverage 59 times uh, in his senior year. So there, there might be some questions there, but there is no doubt that he can be a very productive receiver at the next level. So, you know, you combine the breakout age with the overall dominator rating on paper. You're looking at someone who's pretty impressive. Combine that with what he showed us at the Senior Bowl and, and what he put on tape. And, you know, it's looking like he definitely improved his stock. We'll see where he lands in the NFL. We'll see what round. But it could be anywhere from the late first to maybe third round. So number two on this list is Calvin Austin out of Memphis. Now, coming into this week, I was not expecting a ton out of Calvin Austin, and a lot of it had to do with his size. 5'7", 173, and yes, I know size isn't everything, but, you know, at the next level, size does matter. But he made you notice him at the Senior Bowl. There just wasn't many reps that he lost, right? Like, I don't remember any to be honest with you. And he got open with ease. He was blown by defenders. He was winning at the line. One thing I definitely noticed out of him was his speed, right? There was no question. Like, what is his best asset? It's speed. Looking like how he was running routes, you know, um, during Senior Bowl week and then during the game, like, it is possible that, that he is someone who can contribute out of the slot in the NFL. Will he suffer against press a little bit? I think so, right? Obviously, you know, that footwork and that those separation skills at the line matter a lot. Uh, especially for someone his size. According to, to Zebra stats, he had the highest max acceleration among all wide receivers at the Senior Bowl. This is during the practices and during the games. Uh, you can tell what kind of player he is. He's a small, shifty, very, very fast wide receiver. He played 90% of snaps on the outside in college. He had two 1,000-yard years. But, you know, breakout year wasn't ideal for him. He broke out at 21, but he did hit 20% and 30% dominator rating uh, at 21. Uh, but, you know, just not as young as you like. His overall dominator rating uh, was 32.1%. Uh, you know, it's okay. Not bad. But the fact that he did break out late, you know, isn't a great sign for him. Now, he can be lethal on special teams. I really wanted to see him take a couple more kickoffs uh, during the Senior Bowl game, uh, but they stopped doing like a lot, a lot of the kickoffs. I guess they didn't want players to get hurt and stuff like that, but I think he could be lethal there. I could totally see him being a deep threat in the NFL as well, you know, like situational-based type of thing. I do think because of his size, the, his upside is capped. So as far as fantasy goes, like I, I don't know that I'm really targeting him in rookie drafts or anything like that. He could be a gadget type of player, but not really a, someone that who can become uh, this consistent every down type of guy. But but we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm rooting for him, right? Because I saw him at the Senior Bowl. He looked good. Remember, he's number two on this list, right? Of, of the guys who impressed me. And just regardless of what I think he can do at the next level, listen, he was one of the most impressive guys there. Now, Trey McBride, he's number three on my list. He came into the Senior Bowl already winning the John Mackey Award, which is given to the nation's best tight end, right? He was arguably coming into this senior bowl as being the tight end one in this draft class and i think with his performance during the whole week and then during the game to cap it off with that touchdown um i think he solidified that he absolutely dominated red zone sessions uh particularly day three he got open a ton his route running was on point uh he caught a bunch of touchdowns different quarterbacks were targeting him in the end zone uh he looked good and then he capped it off with the touchdown. I was on the sideline. I was able to capture it. And here is my first-hand view of that Trey McBride touchdown. There it is. There it is. Give it to him. Give it to him. Hey. Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Let's go! Now, that was cool, right? 
<laughs> so among all tight ends with 75 plus targets, Trey McBride was second in the nation in yards per route run. If you're wondering who's first, it was Isaiah Likely. Isaiah Likely was also at the Senior Bowl. He looked good too. Didn't crack my top 10, but he looked good. Something to keep an eye on. But McBride is definitely the better overall tight end for sure. Someone who profiles more as an every down type of player. And by the way, McBride had a 45% dominator rating in his senior year, which is crazy. He almost accounted for 50% of the entire team's total output on offense. So, legit. I can totally see him going late first, second round. Uh, and, you know, if a team has a real desire to grab a tight end, I can see him going, you know, mid to late first round potentially. It was really tough not to notice Christian Watson out there. He's number four on my list. He's big, he's fast, and he's a good route runner. His knock is that he's coming out of the FCS, but his play during the Senior Bowl and one of the reasons they invited him is so that he can show what he can do against these FCS players, and I think he got the job done. He played with Trey Lance at North Dakota State, um, and like if you look at all the FCS wide receivers, he's definitely the best wide receiver in the FCS. He led the FCS uh, among all wide receivers. He was number one in yards per route run. He ran about 90% of his routes on the outside. He had a 44% dominator rating in college, almost 50% of his team's overall uh, offensive production, uh, which is great. He did break out at 20 years old, not ideal. You know, even though he didn't play at, at the highest of levels, he's someone that can potentially make a big impact in the NFL. And, and a big part of that is his size. 6'5", 205, potential 4'3 speed here. We'll see, you know, what he runs officially but he was one of the fastest wide receivers uh at the senior bowl week no doubt about it if you watch his college film he just breezes past defenders his route running is solid he's really good after the catch he finishes plays that's one of my favorite attributes of christian watson he's really good at contested catches as well he, he had a bunch of those i really do think he's a diamond in the rough right and i think the senior bowl did elevate him for sure because you know when you play in the fcs you don't get the type of coverage as these other wide receivers do uh, but I think he's on the map now. And I think a lot of these college, you know, these NFL scouts who, you know, they were at the senior bowl, I think they're going to rate him pretty well. As far as his upside goes, his upside might be higher uh, than any other wide receivers at the senior bowl. And I think some team is potentially going to take a shot on him in the second round, potentially. I've seen late first, right, from certain mocks. Uh, but I can see him going anywhere between late first and, and the third round. Damian Pierce uh, is number five for me. He was the best running back at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I think it was kind of close between him and Rashad White, um, but Damian Pierce for me, he, he definitely stood out uh, pretty much every single day of practice, and then he looked pretty solid you know, in the game itself. He was definitely the best uh, pass-protecting running back, that's for sure. He had a bunch of great moments in pass protection throughout the week. Zebra Sports actually recorded him as the fastest running back uh, throughout the whole week. He also had the second most fast accelerations, meaning that he was able to hit that second gear a bunch of times, depending on the situation. And this dude is built like down to the ground. Like he's a big guy and, and the fact that he was able to show that type of acceleration and speed and all that, um, I, I was really excited to hear about that. There might've been like one or two Maybe three running backs who were getting through holes and finding the right hole, that sort of thing. He was one of the few, and he was the one who was honestly doing it the best. Now, he didn't get a huge workload in college, but his efficiency was on point in both the run game and the receiving game. Being able to handle a huge workload is great. Like, we know that you can do it, but I think the, the real upside comes in when you're super efficient in college. You're able to get a little bit more of a workload in the NFL and really get it done at the next level, at a high level. And he's one of those guys that has that potential. And the fact that, you know, they didn't use him a ton means that he has a bunch of tread left on his tires. Now, going back to his size, 
215, very solid build. Now he's only had 100 carries uh, in his senior year, but out of all running backs with 100 carries, he had 3.65 yards after contact per attempt. That ranked 34th out of 170 qualifying backs. And in terms of this draft class, he was 17th out of 72 running backs. According to Pro Football Focus, he had 39 avoided tackles on his 100 carries. And then among all running backs with at least 19 carries, he ranked 5th in yards per route run. So that's very good. He's someone that I think can do it all. Uh, potentially have work in the run game and the receiving game at the next level. And he might be a little bit you know, of a diamond in the rough here. But as a prospect, like I think he's somebody that I'm definitely aiming for in rookie drafts, um, whether that's in the second round, third round. He's someone who can help you win your rookie draft. Now, I mentioned Rashad White earlier. He's coming in at number six. He's someone who can turn into the best pass-catching running back in this class overall, not just from guys at the senior bowl. Obviously, his pass-catching, you know, we kind of know what he brings there, uh, but I think he answered a lot of questions in a positive way in terms of the run game during the senior bowl week. He got through holes uh, just like Damian Pierce. He was able to show that he's able to reach that next level of defenders, you know, zooming right through in that hole once he finds it. And every single day, I feel like he kind of improved uh, during Senior Bowl week. He probably had one of the better games of any running back there. Now, he's a big back, uh, 6'2", 210. Um, in terms of the running game, yards after contact per attempt, he was kind of middle of the pack. I think him being solid on the ground while being amazing in the receiving game is someone that I'm very intrigued for in terms of fantasy. We know how much more valuable the receiving game is for running backs than a carry is, right? So if he's someone who could potentially be a three down back in the NFL and most of his value comes from the passing game, I'm happy. He was able to handle a workload while maintaining efficiency in the pass game. Among all running backs with at least 30 targets uh, this past year, he was number three in yards per route run. Among all running backs with at least 45 targets this past year, he was number one in yards per route run. 43 receptions his senior year, 10.6 yards per reception. That was number one among all running backs with at least 45 targets. He had the highest yards per touch as well among any running back in this draft class. I'm very intrigued. And he's somebody I'm definitely aiming for in rookie drafts. Um, and I can totally see him being taken in the first round of a rookie draft. Rashad White is somebody I'm definitely excited for in the NFL and somebody I'm definitely aiming for full PPR leagues. I hope you're playing full PPR, but in full PPR leagues, I'm definitely aiming for him. Jalen Tolbert comes in at number seven. Uh, he was the home team guy at the Senior Bowl. He went to South Alabama, but he definitely showed that uh, he belonged. Uh, he looked really good all week long. I did ask him a question after the Senior Bowl, and I mentioned the fact that, you know, he didn't go up against the best competition in college, and he was able to go up against, you know, much better guys during the Senior Bowl. And, you know, his answer was basically like, I just want to prove those guys wrong. Um, I, I want to shut them up. You know, so he has that chip on his shoulder coming into the NFL. So that, that's definitely good to know. And Jalen Tolbert, he had one of the best weeks during the Senior Bowl. He, he, he got open. Uh, he was making tough catches. Um, you know, his high pointing of these catches, these contested catches was legit. He knew when to jump up and go get it. Um, really good on the sideline. He looked really, really fluid. He had the most fast accelerations of any wide receiver, according to Zebra Stats. One potential knock on Jalen Torbert was his size. He was initially listed as 6'3", 195 when they did his size at the Senior Bowl. He actually was 6'1". So 6'1", 195 is a lot better than 6'3", 195 because like, you know, everyone was basically saying like, hey, he needs to add weight. I was able to ask him about that as well. And he said that, you know, he did put some muscle on. He put about 15 pounds of muscle on. So it seems to me like Jalen Tolbert is at the weight that he is, he's supposed to play at. Now, among all wide receivers with at least 100 plus targets in this draft class, he was fifth 
in yards per route run. He broke out at 20 years old. You know, again, not ideal, but he did go straight to that 30% dominator rating. 42.2% overall dominator rating. Legit. Now, can he be an X receiver uh, in the NFL? Potentially. Now, it will be interesting to see, you know, where his like ADP is in rookie drafts, but there is a possibility that you can get him like late second early third round in your rookie draft, you know? Tyler Beatty comes in at number eight. Uh, he's definitely an interesting prospect. He got some good run during this week. He looked good. He even looked good in route running. There were certain drills in the red zone, especially where he looked made linebackers look silly, to be honest. And he even impressed in the run game uh, th throughout the week. He had several good moments. He was very productive in college. He was used as a workhorse. Uh, but like when I'm projecting for the next level, he might be a little bit undersized. 5'8", 194. Now he did weigh in at the senior bowl at 199. So that's good, you know, grow, growing a little bit. But he needs to like potentially like, you know, maybe another inch or so. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that's kind of what I'm seeing for him. He did have 271 carries, uh, 52 catches on 68 targets during his senior year. Here's the thing though. He wasn't that efficient on the work that he did get. This might be a CEH type of situation. I'm comparing the situations because of the size and because of the production and because of the opportunities that he got, right? But that doesn't necessarily always mean that they're gonna be successful in the NFL. This is part of why I do look at efficiency and I, and, I, and I take that into account a little bit more than like the volume that the player did get in college. His 6.1 yards per touch was great, but he was in the bottom half in terms of yards per route run. 1.17 yards per route run, not great. Just because a team uses that running back, you know, in the receiving game a lot doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be a great pass catching running back in the NFL. Now I'm mentioning him here because he looked good during senior bowl week, right? Obviously he's going to have his limitations, but you know, that doesn't change the fact that he did, you know, put in a solid week and potentially, you know, raise his draft stock. He had 46 runs of more than 10 yards in one season. <laughs> That's legit. But you grab someone like Tyler Beatty in a zone run scheme, you know what I mean? Plant your foot and go type of guy. Um, I think he's a home run threat in that type of situation. All right, moving on. Number nine, Abram Smith, running back. Dude used to be a linebacker. He played linebacker his junior year. Senior year, played running back. Killed it. Crazy. He had 258 rushing attempts in 2021. Among all running backs uh, with at least 200 carries, he was seventh in yards after contact per attempt. He had 44 runs of 10 or more yards, um, and that was fifth among all running backs with at least 200 carries. That's amazing right there. His running style kind of reminds me of Chris Carson a little bit. Very physical, and that was definitely his approach uh, during the week in mobile. You can tell. Mobile, I'm sorry. He seems like someone, you know, who a team can depend on as their early down grinder. 5'11", 220, great size, very physical. He'll be great for that type of role. Now, he wasn't used a ton uh, in the past game in college, but that being said, you know, he did catch a ball in the senior bowl game, and he took that in for a touchdown. Um, actually, I'll show you the video that I caught of Abram Smith scoring that touchdown in the senior bowl. Touchdown, National! And, you know, when you look at what he did during the week, during practice, you know, he did have some solid route running reps against linebackers um, in, on day three of practice. He showed some good hands. So there, there might be some usage out of the pass game that teams can potentially kind of bring out of him. You know, he was a linebacker, right? So, um, you know, he has to develop that skill set. But the fact that he was able to go from a linebacker his junior year to a running back his senior year, 
um, get as much work as he did, and then be relatively efficient on that work in the run game. You know, he can keep improving and do some things on the pass game potentially. Coming in at number 10 is Greg Dulcich, tight end out of UCLA. Um, he's somebody who could potentially be an every down tight end at some point. Uh, 6'4", 250, great size. He can line up in the slot. Uh, great receiving tight end. He used to be a wide receiver, now converted tight end. So you, you can tell that he has the hands um, all week long. He's been making plays. He's very athletic. He can run great routes. And all that was very apparent during the Senior Bowl week. Quarterbacks were targeting him a ton. He was getting separation throughout the week. It didn't really matter what quarterback was behind center. They were looking for Greg Dulcich. Given how versatile he is, he could potentially make his way to become one of the better all-around tight ends out of this draft class. Among all tight ends this past year, uh, with at least 60 or more targets, Dulcich was first in yards per reception. And he was sixth in yards per route run. I think his main knock is his pass blocking abilities. He did get beat a few times in one-on-ones during the week of practice. And then he also had a lot of that on tape as well uh, during this past year. He's not on the same level as like, you know, uh, Trey McBride, Isaiah Likely, you know, Jeremy Ruckert, but he is like one of those guys who could potentially be, you know, of value on day three. But there is no doubt that he increased his stock based on how he performed overall this week. I think he'll make a very good day three pick for uh, for a lot of teams. Now, the honorable mention here is Malik Willis. You're probably wondering, like, what about Malik Willis, right? There was a lot of talk about Malik Willis during Senior Bowl week. Now, I'll say this. He didn't have an amazing week of practice, right? Like, he didn't wow anybody, to be honest. But he, I think he did enough to increase his stock because, like, you know, he kind of, he was definitely the best quarterback there throughout the entire week of practice like if we just put the whole week together and you know him scrambling around running around making plays he definitely made you notice him you know because of that and you know from a fantasy football perspective that's something that you want to see and the fact that he will likely increase his draft capital it seems like it's no secret that the Steelers are loving him right potentially picking him early and because of that draft capital, potential draft capital, you know, he's going to be making his way up near the top of Superflex rookie drafts this year. Is he going to be the best quarterback, one of the better quarterbacks in the league? I don't know about that, but can he be one of the very, very serviceable and potential elite fantasy quarterbacks because of that rushing ability? Yeah, yeah, he can. Um, and it doesn't take the best quarterback, the best thrower of the football um, you know, to be that guy. They want to practice very up and down. Um, I, I posted a lot of that on my Instagram stories. Um, but moving on through the week, um, he actually improved almost every single day. And then, you know, in the game, not too bad. He did have some nice throws on the run too. You can really tell that arm power is there. I think he's coming into this draft as, as one of these guys who has a very strong arm. Um, you, you can kind of tell like whatever body position he's in, he's able to kind of make a throw. But out of all the QBs, I think he made the strongest impression on me overall. Definitely over Sam Howell, who didn't really have a good week of practice, to be honest. Uh, Desmond Ritter didn't really, you know, show a ton during practice, but during the game, you know, he played relatively well for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, those are my guys. So just wanted to mention him real quick before I ended it. So this is the 11, top 11 guys, I guess. But thank you guys so much for watching my Senior Bowl review. If you haven't liked the video already, please do so. It'll help me a lot. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more of this moving forward. See ya.